Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. New figures from South Dublin County Council have revealed that 5,859 rental accounts are currently in arrear. That's a lot, isn't it? You think to yourself, that's a lot. When I come to the Dublin figures in a minute, comprising of 59% of all council housing tenancies, that's over half. The council's May 2022 finance report presented councillors to show that the net arrears stood at 9.36 million or 11.66 million when accounts are in credit are excluded. A written question to the council management by Fine Gael Group leader Dave McManus revealed there are currently 2,161 counts in arrears less than six weeks and 1,283 in arrears between one and five years. Let me just come to Dublin because it was an article in the Irish Times only recently. Rent arrears owed to Dublin City Council. 38 million. 64% of people in council houses are in arrears. Now remember, of course, by the way, the average rent is quite low. This is subsidised housing by the state. Some people will be on low income, some people are unemployed. But it's not an awful lot to ask. Is it really when you consider how much people pay for mortgages and rent who don't get to live in social housing? So to talk to me a little bit more about it, is... Um, uh, Fianna Gael councillor uh, from South Dublin County Council, Dave McManus. Good afternoon to you, David. Niall, hi, how are you? I mean, it's quite... Sh- I've only mentioned two council areas. I'm pretty sure every single council area across the country has met the same problem and are millions in arrears. Millions owed to the state that could be used to provide more social housing and maintain the existing stock as well. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with you. Um, South Dublin County Council, we are the landlord for 10,000 properties. I suppose some degree of arrears is inevitable because people of do have genuine difficulty and we do take a compassionate approach. But the point I just try and get across is that when we take in rental income, uh, it's used to manage and maintain the properties that we rent out. So tenants bring us up, we need new doors, new windows, new boilers, all things that come with being a good landlord. And uh, our ability to make repairs to the property and reinvest is undermined. We have uh, 11 million outstanding in money owed. And I suppose... What is, the, the, what is the largest amount by one individual person? I wouldn't have that figure. I, well, I know, uh, I know in Dublin that figure was something around the 28,000. There, uh, there was one particular incident there last year where one person was taken to court for Dublin City Council for 28 grand and they settled it in cash. Right. And I thought that was well, a bizarre situation. At Monday's council meeting, uh, I put forward questions to senior management and they did outlined that they are taking uh, court action against three tenants, which is unfortunate. I don't like seeing uh, our money being spent on solicitors' fees having to go to court. But at this point, it, it does come to a point whereby we, we want to engage with people, we want to work with them. If people are in difficulty, pick up the phone, speak to council management, speak to the housing officer, and try to come to some sort of arrangement. But when it comes to social housing, the rents that we charge are some of the lowest in the country across all councils. Yet we have the highest arrears across the country. We charge the lowest rent and we have the highest arrears, which is alarming. Now, the rent that we charge is 10% of the weekly household income after tax. So if Niall Boylan gets a, a council house and he says uh, I earn 500 euro a week, the rent is 50 euros a week. If Niall Boylan loses his job and is on social welfare and he says I'm on 200 euros a week, then the rent is 20 euro a week. So there was a disruption to people's incomes during COVID-19 uh, that happened across the economy in all different sectors. People are on the 350 euro payment uh, so, therefore, the rent would have been reduced. Uh, unfortunately, this goes right back pre-COVID-19. This goes right back to 
2014 when the arrears were around 7.3 million and now they've increased to 9.36 million. So uh, the point I want to try and get across to people is if you are in difficulty, pick up the phone, please speak to us. Uh, unfortunately, if tenants don't engage uh, and try to come to some, some sort of agreement, council have no option but to take them but to you, court. You, you said, you know, you don't like the idea of taking people to court. And I know it costs money. It costs the state money, because because you have to pay for uh, solicitors and barristers or whatever. In Dublin City Council as well, they secured uh, 12 repossession orders, but nobody actually got evicted. Um, there were lump sum settlements of €30,000. So in other words, when actually when Pillar was nailed to post, so to speak, people come up with the money. And these are obviously the most extreme cases were taken to court. Uh, and they come up with the money when they felt they had to. So the point is, if you have a situation where people are not being evicted or people are not being taken to task, and it seems that's the way it is, because if you're telling me you've 5,859 people in arrears and a fair percentage of those are in arrears more than six weeks and we're only, you're only talking to me about two people being taken to court. And I, I hate to see anybody being taken to court, particularly if it's a genuine circumstance. And I'm sure the council could look at genuine circumstances. But there are people out there who are strategically just not paying it because they know there's no, there's no repercussions. You're not going to get kicked out. And that seems to be the way it is. You can just go ahead, not bother paying your rent, even though it's a very small amount of money. And you are right. Without that money, it's difficult to maintain uh, social housing. You are the landlord. Um, but if you're not taking people to court or you're not repossessing houses or you're not evicting people, well then, to, to what's the point? Nobody's going to want to pay it. So who, who'd be bothered? Well, that's the point I've been uh, making at council meetings that we do need to take a much tougher and proactive approach to try and uh, get people to engage with us. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you will find different local parties uh, making different uh, perspectives on this. They'll give different views. And you're talking about I socialist would. parties. You could call them that, yeah. yeah. Um, they do seem to be making lots of promises to anybody and everybody to get them a house and uh, if you don't pay the rent you don't need to worry about it. Um, but there are, you see, other parties will say, oh, it's the cost of living. There's something going on here. There's another reason. That, that might form part of it. But there are other local authorities across the country who charge higher rent than us and yet their arrears are much, much smaller. Uh, Cork mm-hmm. County Council, I think they collected 100% of what was owed last year in rent. Uh, Tipperary County Council, 97%. Unfortunately for us in South Dublin County Council, our collection rate is 74%. So all, the, all this information is available to councillors. Uh, well, to Dublin consider. City Council, are, are you, they're not far behind you. 64% uh, of the council's yes. 25,000 tenants are in arrears. 64%. Yes. That's nearly two-thirds of the people renting from Dublin City Council are not paying their rent. Yes, and then I think it's very unfortunate and unfair for the people who are genuine who are yeah. paying their rent. Some of them are paying their rent uh, in advance. They've got their accounts in credit, uh, which is fantastic. But it's unfortunate for them that they're paying their rent on time and then they ring up and they need the boiler to be serviced. They need a, a new door, a new window. And they'll be waiting months. I know, uh, I, I have heard through the grapevine by somebody who works within the council that if you ring up, say, for example, and let's say you need your boiler repaired or your windows are broken or something happened, right? And it doesn't matter how much you're in arrears, they will still maintain it anyway. Really? So they'll are, still come out and fix your boiler. They'll still come out and fix your hall door or whatever it is, If you, even if you haven't paid your rent or you're in arrears. So it, would that be a tool to use that, well, if you don't pay your rent, you're not getting any maintenance? No, he think we have, uh, well, well, do have responsibilities to be a, a proper landlord uh, to have proper systems in place. Um, the, the rent that we're charging, uh, the average rent is something like 55 euros a week. The rent that we charge is designed 
recover the adequate maintenance and upkeep of the property. Yep. So when we see council properties in poor condition, or even worse, when they're boarded up, uh, this is the knock-on effect. And then you may have people then... Okay, but uh, I'm at, no, I, I was asking you a question. Do, do the council, if somebody is in arrears and not bothering to pay their rent, do they still maintain the home if they ring them and say, me boilers are blown up? They still do, don't they? Our council does, yeah. 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 So well then, so where where is the incentive for people to pay? Why should, why would you be bothered paying? You're not going to get evicted. They're still going to maintain your property. We might get a few letters every now and again, but you, who cares? There's no incentive to pay it. You well, know, I mean, if you if you look at Dublin, for example, twelve repossession orders in the courts last year, and no evictions. You know, well, I, for for South Dublin County Council, what management outlined to us at the last council meeting was three cases before the court. They couldn't access the court for the last about two years because COVID and restrictions. They were on and off level five, level mm-hmm. two yeah, yeah. in terms of engagement, uh, and that actually taken into account. Um, but now, council management said to us, "There's three cases for the court, and it looks as if there will be more in the months ahead." So I would just say to people uh, in difficulty, please do engage. If you're getting letters, if you're getting phone calls, please return the phone call. Please engage. Please talk to council management. And this has always been the case. If, if you do have a, a change in circumstances, or you do have an unexpected bill coming in. Uh, council management take a compassionate approach as long as you show absolutely yeah engagement and unfortunately in our case that hasn't been happening and it's gotten worse in the last and if you've years, lost so. your job or you're in a different job with less money just engage and they reduce the rent to 10% of what you're currently earning or where, so there's no reason for people to be in a bad situation there isn't really is there I mean you take a, I'm sure the council take it that's what I'm saying you take a very fair yeah. and compassionate view to people's circumstances so the only reason that people could be in arrears, as far as I can see, is because they just don't want to pay. They just have decided well, that it's not a priority in their life. I do have other questions I need to put forward to council management to get clarity. Like what? Um, like what sort of questions would you say? Well, I was actually, I was speaking to one councillor and we were having a conversation about this and he was just making the point to me that, uh, for example, uh, if someone had died in the property and it wasn't notified to council management, they could be charging you €100 Euro a week and the one person living in the house might think the rent is only 50 euros a week, and you have these arrears building up over time, and I would ask the question, well, have you engaged with the tenants? Have you told them, by the way, your rent is 100 euros a week, not 50 euros a week? And there was a change in circumstances, someone may have passed away, uh, but there, if the council management weren't aware that household income has changed, they'll be expecting to get paid 100 euros and, a week. Yeah, I, I understand that, but it is also the obligation of the tenant to be to stay in touch and to pass on any yes. information or something. Yes. That, yes. It, that is yes. the obligation. And the then, tenant. if council management don't engage, it takes two sides to try and to. to so yeah, it's the same stuff. as if you're paying a mortgage, you have to engage with your bank if your circumstances yes. change. It's your it's your responsibility to pay the money, and if you can't pay the money, you must engage then and tell them why you can't pay the money, and then they'll decide whether that's you know a reasonable reason not to pay that amount of money. They may put you on interest only or whatever it is. You have the same option with the council on a much lower rent. I mean, there's people all over this country who are being absolutely thrown over the table paying mortgages and, and massive rents, particularly in Dublin, by the way, over two grand for a three-bed house in Dublin. Uh, that's actually cheap, to be honest with you. And here's somebody getting a house, renting a house for 20 or 40 quid or 50 quid a week or whatever it is, and they're not paying it. Well, in the, in the example I was giving you, if we don't engage as council management and contact the tenant to try and get it resolved, you could then have a situation by rents are accruing for over a year before the tenant realises there's a bill outstanding now of a thousand euro yep. uh, for someone on low income. So I, I, I wouldn't like to give a, a broad brush approach to everyone. There can be no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Yep. I'm not doing that. But there's clearly, when you look at the amount, and particularly in Dublin City and South Dublin County Council, 
it's clearly strategic by many people that they're just not bothering to pay. They don't believe it and they've now got used to it and it's not a priority in their lives. The figures released at the council meetings is 218 uh, rental accounts in arrears between three and five years. So that's, that's that many people haven't even paid their rent in three or five years? Well, they've some level of arrears, whether it's 20 euro outstanding or whether it's 1,000 euro outstanding, it's just an arrear. For over three to five years? Over three to five years. Then you have 67 uh, tenancies in arrears longer than five years. So there's a lot more data and information we can try and longer get. Than, but longer than five years? So there's probably people sitting there who haven't paid rent and there could be some that haven't paid rent in 10 years. Quite possibly. And I'm saying that this Why? I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's no circumstance where that is acceptable. None. I don't care how badly off somebody is because, again, they can contact the council and, you know, they can work out a deal and, you know, it'll be a small percentage of what they have. So I don't understand how that can get to that point. And I, I blame the tenants who are not paying it. But to some degree, you have to blame the council as well. You, have, you, ha, you have to say, you know, look, it's your job to collect it. Yeah, no, I do think responsibility rests with council management. This is not uh, something new that just occurred this year. This yeah. has been going on yeah. for the last 10 years. Yeah. And the arrears were 7.3 million in 2014. Uh, and the arrears were getting worse and worse and worse the years and years after. I was only elected in 2019. Uh, so I've been raising this with council management to try and get a better system in place. And I've even said to them at times, I'm not asking them to reinvent the wheel here. If they just pick up the phone and speak to the staff in Cork County Council or Tipperary County Council, they have a much better record. But but but, it, but isn't the real answer, and I've said this already, the real answer is that more court action has to be taken, sadly. That, and people, if they're insisting on not paying, just need to be evicted. If you're not, It's not much to ask to pay for. And if you're not paying, your house shouldn't be maintained. Why would you be replacing boilers and windows and doors and all sorts of things for people who aren't even paying to live there? So it's essentially like squatters. You know? Anyway, look, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that because it's a difficult situation, David. I understand it's difficult for everybody. Yeah, and I just think for the people who are paying, it's very unfair on them if they're Absolutely. left waiting. Because there are Absolutely. people waiting in properties, waiting for repairs to be done uh, and needs to be prioritised. But there are other councils out there who are charging higher rent and they're getting it collected. So there's something going on in our council, unfortunately, Niall, that and we need to get on top I, of. And I understand your council is your priority, and I mentioned Dublin City Council, which is €38 million euro owed, right? And that doesn't take into consideration Cork City Council, Galway, Limerick, all the other cities. I'm sure there's money out there too. I know some counties, as you said, have been reasonably successful in collecting uh, quite a substantial well, amount of money. Well, Cork County Council, and just to be fair to Cork, if there's anyone in Cork listening, they collected 100% of money owed last year on rent. Mm-hmm. So with cost of living and all people's difficulties, Fort County Council are, 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 a, are a good example for us to follow. And I've been asking Council Management at some time find out what they're doing in Cork that we've seen that we can't do in South Dublin County Council. Maybe the people of Cork are just more honourable people. Uh, listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, Fidegal Councillor uh, for South Dublin County Council, David McMahon, is talking about the 11 million in arrears. 59% of all council tenants are in arrears in just in that one area, South Dublin County Council. In Dublin, City Council, 64% of the council tenants of the 25,000 tenants are in arrears. How can you possibly encourage a government to uh, provide more social housing when indeed the people who are currently in social housing and a large proportion are not bothering to pay for it? Let me go to Emma. You're on, Emma, uh, you're on Classic Hits, Emma. How are you? Good, Niall. I'm good. Have you been listening to that? 
I, I, I nearly crashed the car when I was coming home. I, I'm so disgusted. It annoyed me so much. I'm like, it's ridiculous. They're leaving it too long. Like, I couldn't believe when he said it dated back to pre-COVID. But you some know, people haven't paid their rent in 10 years. Yeah, but this is ridiculous, Niall. They should be given for... If, if, you, if you miss your rent one month, let's say, right, you, you miss it now for May, right? They should get... The, every single council, be it city or county, it doesn't matter. You should have across the board, you've six months to, to clear your arrears. And if you don't, Niall, issue proceedings. There's people in hotels with kids that would kill to have these houses. These people are paying nothing and they only have nothing to pay. Like, you know, he said when they went on the 350, they then got their rent went down to 35. I was on the 350, Niall. My mortgage was 1200 and I didn't miss my payment. Like I just, it's a you just have to reprioritize things. Yeah. I, I actually, because I was in an airline and got laid off in COVID and was on the tree. And now I only lasted six weeks on it, like, you know, and I went off out and got myself another job. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't, there's no get up and go in these people. No, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to generalize about everybody in no, council no, housing. No, I agree. You know. But you know what? No, no, it's not all council houses. But as you said, there's no incentive for them to pay if they're getting it for free yeah. and no one is hammering down their door. Then look, so why wouldn't I, you? I'm why would you pay? Why would you pay if that was me and 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 the bank didn't come to me for my mortgage? And I said, lads, I owe the mortgage. Like, ah, oh, you're grand. And I had that twelve hundred sitting in my account every single month, and they don't want it off me. They're not looking for it off me. And I was living for free. Now, with a mortgage, I know it's a bit different. I'd be afraid to be like, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if there's no but, but incentive. You, but here's the thing. See what you just said. Even if you're in a council house, if you don't pay the small amount of rent you're being asked to pay, you, don't do them, you, you should be afraid you're going to lose your house because it's the same as everything. Because you should, not, life isn't free. But they're getting it for free. And that, then why, that, that's why they have the attitude of, why should I pay? And a lot of it is, uh, is like hereditary. Like if you're born and raised in social housing, 90% of the time you'll go and get your own social house. Yeah. You know, I see it with some of my family members from my dad's side, you know. They were born and raised in corporation houses here in, and, in Dublin. And, and they're, signed up, they're signed up on the housing list by the time they're 18 years of age. their corporation house or apartment, and I'm sure their kids will be the same, you know. And it's hard to get out then at the circle, but if you're not paying and you're getting it for free, like what? Where's like it annoys me. It irritates me. But I, but I, I, I mean, I was blown room, away. You know? I was. Blo- I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming David McManus because obviously he's no, as frustrated no, no. as everybody else. But I'm blown away by the fact that he's quite happy to admit that even if you don't pay your mortgage or your mortgage, your rent, the small amount you've been asked be paid, and your boiler blows up, they'll still come out and fix it for you. Yeah, well, I heard you saying that to him, and he's like, "Oh, we're very reluctant to take them to court." Well, how the hell do you expect to get the money? <laughs> like, how are you getting the money if you don't bring them to court? Because they're they're not going to you're obviously sending them letters every month to say you know oh four weeks you know oh eight weeks you know oh twelve and they're not paying any heed and he's like I really want to get this money collected you need to get into court pal and as you said the the the, the Dublin City Council issued was it twelve they got how many yeah okay so yeah the council the council secured in Dublin twelve repossession orders now that's just a repossession order the courts will give right. And then, the, and then the person has to be taken to court. Nine of which are still live. God only knows how long that's going on. She said that while lump sum settlements of 30,500 were made for three, uh, there were no evictions. But why is the, how, how, are the, how are they able to make a 30,000? Well, there was a story last year of somebody who owed 28,000, right? And so God knows that? how long they've been living there for. And they made a lump sum settlement. Yeah, where's Cab in this? Where were they getting 28,000 in cash? I know what. <laughs> Like, come off it. The criminal assets bureau. Where are they? 
can't be sitting on 28,000 in cash and then not paying your rent. Oh, stop. They have me killed. I can't cope. It's just too much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you'd be delighted, Dan, if I said, you know, you could pay, you know, 40 quid a week rent. 50 oh quid a week gosh. rent. 40 quid a 10% week. 10% of it, your salary. 10% of your salary. I would be delighted. See, and I don't <laughs> understand the 10% because I'll tell you why. Because we're told to expect, and I, I've always told my children this as well, when you start to earn money, you expect 33%, because this is always the thing, a third of your salary should go towards your accommodation. And that's always yeah. the way it was. We were taught that. You know what I mean? He so, did say they were charging lower than other areas. Yeah, well, Dublin is quite low too. I was looking at the Dublin figures. I don't happen to hand here earlier on, but the Dublin figures for rent is quite low too. Again, it's based on what you earn or if you're on social welfare. Yeah, but if you're on social welfare, if you're getting 200 quid a week, and your partner's getting 200 quid a week and you're in the house and you're get, you have two kids, you're getting your children's allowance and all that's monthly. Are you trying to tell me you can't afford 40 quid a week? Yeah. Like, stop the lights. They're not paying it because they're using it to something else. I don't know what they're using it for. They use a night out or a takeaway, whatever they want to use it for. But they're not panicked over that. I would be sweating. Absolutely sweating if I had a bill to pay and I couldn't pay it. Yep, I'd be sweating too. Thanks for that, Emma. All right, thank you very much indeed. Uh, loads of people are getting involved in that. So many people contacting us and say, look, the solution is quite simple. You have to throw people out. And I know it's always the last resort to put anybody out on the street. But realistically, you're not putting them out on the street. They're putting themselves out on the street. Because if you're not willing to pay a tiny amount of money, and it is only a small amount of money compared to what people are paying for rent and mortgages and everything else, you know, percentage-wise, and if you're not willing to pay that for a roof over your head, well, what can I say? You don't deserve any better. Is, is that fair to say? Because if you're even going through hard times and you're finding it tough and you don't have the money, you can contact the council. They'll reduce your rent if your salary has gone down, your income has gone down, you've less disposable income. They'll reduce the rent. They'll work with you. But to ignore it and just not bother paying? Ah, oh, stop. Let me go to Robbie. Robbie, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Robbie? Not bad on yourself. Robbie, why should I bother paying for rent in Dublin? Like, two-thirds of people who are not bothering to pay their rent, it seems. Why should I not bother when there's no punishment? That's, you see, that seems to be the mindset behind it, doesn't it? And I, when you when you look at the figures, it's very stark to say that that's the truth, you know. And, and, and unfortunately, that seems to be the way that some people think that if I don't pay it, I'm not going to get punished. But in saying that as well, it's very very hard for the council to get uh, an eviction as well on top of that because the red tape, and especially when you go in front of the courts. And then you have you all know, the socialist parties fighting to save their lives. Now, to be perfectly honest with you, I've been there, I've been in the council, and it's not just the Socialist parties. You know, if, I, if any of the parties, you know, put forward a proposition for somebody who's not paying rent or anti-social or whatever it may be, and all the parties do, when when it's presented, it is very, very difficult to get the, the outcome that most people want, you know? But at what point, at what point do you say to somebody, well, look... There's nothing more we can do. If you're not willing to pay, out you get. And what, yeah. I, mean, I mean, look, I mean, in Dublin, right, when you think that two-thirds of people are not paying properly, right, 25,000 tenants are in rent arrears, 38 million is owed. You heard David saying that some people haven't paid rent in 10 years, right? Yeah. And the council secures 12 repossession orders. That would be the absence, in the absence of the individuals, right? They would go to the court themselves. Just, the judge would just stamp it a repossession order. That yeah. doesn't mean it gets repossessed because the person has to go to court then, right? 
and and they're all still live, so they haven't been back to court yet. But there was three lump sum settlements of thirty thousand five hundred. Where are they getting the money from for these settlements? There was a settlement last year of twenty eight thousand euro. I believe it was paid in cash. Where are oh, they getting the money yeah. from if they've no know, money that, to pay that, the that's rent? The question. That's the question that has to be asked, absolutely. But there's no, well, again, just to finish what I said, what I was just going to say there, but there were no evictions. None. That's what I'm saying to you. It's very, very difficult to get the eviction when you're there in the council and when the council is trying. And believe me, there's some very good people in the background working there for the council housing authority. No matter what they ever may say about them. But they've got a... The job they have, you wouldn't believe. It's very, very tough. And obviously, not everybody that's in a council house is not working, and not everybody in a council house is not paying their rent. But there is a, there is a percentage are just not doing it, and it shouldn't be allowed. Well, it's a, it's a rather bad. large percentage. Yeah. But it's, I yeah, mean, it's, as I said, in Dublin, two-thirds of the council's 25,000 tenants in Dublin alone are in rent arrears. Yeah. And the thing is that uh, you wouldn't believe, I said the real there, you would not believe the amount of people who do not have a bank account. It's staggering. Who doesn't have a bank account? I am, I am telling you now. I'm telling you now from experience. Maybe, maybe out. some pensioners. Maybe. I, Noel, I'm telling you now from experience. Take it from me to you. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that don't have a well, bank if they, account. If, they don't, if you're <laughs> under 70 years of age and you don't have a bank account, there's something dodgy going on there. Oh, I'm telling you. It's, yeah, it was, Bertie didn't have one. But look, well, I mean, yeah. Do you remember Bertie Aaron said he hadn't got a bank you account? You know, but the thing is that, like, some of the ways that it can be done, I know that on the RAS and not, or the HAP, whatever you want to call it now, is that some of the monies go straight to the landlord and not to the tenant. And that's something that could be worked out between maybe social welfare for those, say, who are on the social we- welfare aspect of it, that instead of the money going straight to their accounts, it could go straight to the council accounts. That could be worked between the Department of Social Welfare and the Department of Housing. And why, why aren't we doing that? That would be a wonderful, that that's the best idea, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. I mean, why aren't we doing it? That's a question. See, see, the problem so here is... So, in other words, when you get your dole every week, that, you know, that 20 quid that you would have to pay if you were only on basic dole, say, but most people are not on basic, they get other allowances as well. But with the, out of that dole, your 20 quid rent a week goes straight into the uh, into the county council. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Why not? In saying that as well, also on the other side of that is that I don't know what the figures are, so I'm just surmising here that... As I said, not everybody that is in social housing doesn't work. So I don't. I'm, no, I'm no, I know. That percentage. Imagine in that percentage, there are probably some people who are working who are not paying their rent. Jeez, I, I wouldn't I mind getting know. a three bed house for for twenty quid a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that there seems to me that even from my time back in the council till now, there's still so many questions that are being asked, and the same questions that are being asked, you know, near on twenty years later. So why? Why, why is but, that happening? But listen, you know, to, listen to Councillor David McManus about his own area, Dublin South, uh, South Dublin County Council. He's the man sounds frustrated. That, that, that yeah, He feels like I mean, his hands are tied behind his back and there's nothing oh, he can yeah. do. That's what I'm saying to you. I was there. That's why I'm saying the red tape you wouldn't believe. You, you would not believe the red tape that's Well, there. that all has to be changed. You can't, they they can't continue to let the bill just... I mean, every year we discuss this topic and every year the bill has gone up another 10 yeah. million. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I'm telling you here, from 20 years ago to now, I'm talking about the same thing that you had that councillor on the radio talking about. You know? So, look, I mean, there, 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 are, there are means and ways of doing these things. It's just that somebody just has to step up and say, here, look, we're going to do it. Evict a few you know, people. I'm, I'm not being bad here, but evict a few people. If people haven't paid their rent in 10 years and they're quite capable of paying it because they get money from the social welfare or they're working or whatever it happens to be, and they're not willing to pay it, evict them. 
And that's, yeah. that sends out a very strong message that you can't just not pay the rent. Yeah, I think that most of the evictions that are happening within the council are through antisocial. Uh, more and, uh, by the way, they, yeah, but that's not even an eviction. They just get moved to a different area. Yeah, moved to a different area. Exactly. Yeah, that's not yeah. really an eviction, yeah, is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is that, uh, like, the, the I'm no, I'm no, I mean, well, I'm no sympathy. I'm having a bit of a heart of stone on this one. If you are in a house now, I obviously say I would have sympathy for children if they had children, of course. But if let's just say they're a single individual and they're in a house and they're not paying the rent, chuck them out in the streets. The thing is that no like, sympathy. When, when, when you chuck them out in the street, you're going to have the same thing. Is It's a revolving door system in a sense that when you say Noel Boyle and his wife and his three kids are evicted and put out of the house. Oh, no, I, I did, no, I did say if there was no kids involved. No, oh, but I'm yeah. just saying this. I'm taking this as, as the, the, the two adults and three kids, or if you want to call it the 2.2 family, right? Yep. That you, you, you evict them from that house that they're not paying their rent. They'll now go on to the homeless. They'll go on to the homeless and they will end up in either a RAS or they'll end up in a hotel room and they will end up getting the house somewhere else again and the whole thing will start all over again. And But the problem there is what I'm saying is when it starts all over again, I don't want to see anybody getting evicted. I want to make no, sure everybody has a roof over their head yeah. and food on the table and clothes on their back. Yeah, but you do want to have an incentive to pay, make sure the people are paying it. Yes, exactly. You have to have that as well. And, and another problem that's there as well is that when a lot of people get the social houses as well, they're given the keys and then you go and away you go. And a lot of the problems that ha- have been sitting there previously to getting the house as well, and this is a small minority as well, are just left there to, to boil over. You know? No, no, I do. I understand what you're saying. Stay there just for a second because I want to go to Alan as well before the break. Alan, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Alan? Good night, Alan. Good, Alan. I mean, you've heard Robbie. There's a huge... Robbie obviously works in that department. I'm not saying the department, but that department many, many years ago where he was involved in that as well. I mean, it is frustrating for the people in the council when people just aren't bothering to pay. Here, here we go. We, this, this revolving question that comes around every so often, right? We need to do a full review and audit of who's actually in the social houses, right? Absolutely. They have PPS numbers. We go to revenue. Revenue, are these people working how much do they earn, Right. That's what you can do. And if there are an X amount, well, you tax them a source. If they're social welfare, you tax them a source. If they're getting children's allowance, you tax yeah. them a source. You just take the money straight away. You don't give them the money. You take the money. But the problem we have here is complete and utter political cowardice on this situation. Because they're too worried about the wolf brigade and the lefties out screaming and everything on the street. And they won't get elected again. That's what's going on here. It's just cowardice from people. Mm-hmm. Politicians need to grow a backbone. You tax people at source. We can do it for everything else. I can have my money taken off me for, for property tax or revenue come off me, but yet I could live in a social house and not pay a thing. Yep. Where's, where's the fairness in that? that well, that's, a, that's a good point he makes there. You know, he, if he has a house and he doesn't pay his property tax, the revenue will take him to court and take it at source. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. Like, I mean, they, they had to take it at source where I was saying from the social welfare to the department. The legislation and, and is there, by the way, since 2019. November yeah. 2019, Mr. Higgins there signed in the legislation to suggest that we don't even have to go to too much trouble. You don't even have to go to court anymore, actually. There's legislation there that you can take the money at source. Yeah, exactly. And they should do. And like the, the whole thing, the, the woke left, the afraid to do this thing. Like that's, he's right. He's right. It's a mood argument because... I it's mean, not a mood argument. It's he, no, it's not. not. Because he knows, Alan, what Alan is saying is, if we start evicting people or we start taking an at source, you'll have the Richard Boyd Barretts, you'll have the Paul Murphys, you'll have them all out giving out, oh, the vulnerable, the vulnerable, the vulnerable. And I understand the point that they're making, but in saying that, it's just that the politicians are afraid to go against them. 
then they have to grow a pair of balls and get over it. And yeah, do it. well, that's what he said. Because if you want to change, if you're going to change it, if you're going to change it, you change it. If you're not going to change it, shut up moaning about it and then leave it as it is. I mean, yeah. the thing is that you're going to be talking about this thing in 12 months' time all over again, and 12 months and 12 months. And in 12 months, it'll have gone from 38 million to 45 million in Dublin. 45 million. Yeah. So if you're going to do something about it, go and do something about it and politic and be a government because that's what you're in place to do. You know, you can turn around and say, oh, well, it's, it's the other side's fault that they're not doing it. But it's not, because they're not in government. The side that's in government are the ones that should be doing it. So blame whoever you want. The fact of the matter is, they're not doing it. I mean, when, you, when you've when you got a councillor coming on the air and saying there's nothing they can really do about it, that, that's more or less what he's saying. You've got people listening all over the country going, sure, why should I bother paying me rent? Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, why doesn't he go and see his T-shirt? I mean, he's from the Fianna Gael party. Why doesn't he go and see the T-shirt and go see the... The tarnished it. Okay, listen, i got to go to a break. Robbie Allen, thanks very much indeed. Good points made, by the way, Alan and Robbie. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087-188-0008. Is another message from WhatsApp. Hi, now, I live in Cork. And I'm in a council place. And down here, how they get their rent from their people is when you go in to collect your dole from a post office with your PPS card, your rent is automatically taken out of that before they even hand over your dole to you. So, And it's not 100% of people are paying their rent where I'm living. I know people that haven't paid their rent in 10 years and the council down here don't care about anybody. They don't come if you have a problem. They, 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 they do not come and fix anything on your property. I'm waiting four years for windows and I pay my rent every week. So... It's, they're not as good as they are down here in Cork Council at all. They haven't got 100%, but that's what they do do with their people that are on social welfare. If they're going to collect their money, their rent is automatically taken out before their money is handed over. That's how they can collect their rent. Thanks very much. Yeah, good idea. Maybe you have to consent to that or something like that, but a good idea. Absolutely, the post office could be taken off you or whatever you have to collect a social welfare payment. That depends on what payment, of course, that you're getting. Some don't collect it through the post office, obviously. Um, but according to Dave McManus, uh, Cork is 100% when it comes to collecting rent. You're telling me no, there's, that's a lie because people in her area are not paying it. So I don't know if I completely... Uh, would believe that Cork is 100% compliant when it comes to rent arrears. Anyway, the number is 87 Maybe you've been in a situation where you haven't paid your rent in five years. Can you come on the air and justify why you haven't? Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 Let me go to Matt. Matt, you're at Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing? How you doing, Niles? Good. Nice to talk I to you, Matt. Sure, and that, like, um, I'm just into your, into your topic here. I'm in poor health. Okay. I've been, I've been living in... Uh, 14 bills for Ballyban Galway for uh, 22 years now, the 2nd, 2nd of July, right? right? Okay, okay. Right. The, uh, say the week after I moved in, the balcony door has been leaking, so it'll be 20, 20, 20 years this year, and the council haven't replaced it. 20 years? 20 years, yes. It's been leaking? Yes. And have they have they have they been out here at all in the twenty years, Matt? Well, now I should tell you now the brought, I uh, what you call it, the brought the door right. 
the balcony door, yeah, they brought the balcony door out to you, but... Yeah, 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 to replace it. But... But there was a, le- there was a letterbox in it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the door was two inches too big. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't much point in that, so, was there? No. Could they no. cut a bit off it? No, it wasn't. No. It was, it was it wasn't al- aluminium, was right. it? I yeah. told... I was so upset when I see you, right... I just asked him, uh, you wouldn't have a saw, would you? <laughs> you know? And how, and the, I mean, apart from that, how else, how is the place? Oh, the, the place is disgusting. The, the roof is leaking into the living room. Right. Yeah, just, uh, the ceiling like. And when, when all these things happen over the last 20 years and you start to notice a leak first, let's say, right? Yes. I, I'm assuming it's a, a loose tile on the roof or something that's causing that. Well, or it, a plumbing it, problem, not, is it? Uh, no, it's kind of a, the roof goes into a valley. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's where where the the lead is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. but would you yeah. not? Would you not, Mass, turn around? And I know you're probably not on much money, and I understand you'd be on a low income, right, or whatever it is. Right. But would you not know somebody that you could say, "Listen, here's twenty quid. Could you hop up on the roof there and see can you fix that for me?" Well. For for the it, it leaked before that's a couple of years back right so they had to get a cherry picker to get onto the roof. Right, that's because health and safety and all that kind of carry on. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. In the old there's days, no, you just got an old ladder and you climbed up and fixed it. Yeah, well, there's a I'm a, I'm about thirty odd foot up. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Other towards the grave, like, yeah. And, 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 how, and how much does it cost to live there? Uh, I'm paying now thirty-two euro a week. Yeah. So that's not bad, is it? I know, I know, uh, it's not a nice place you're saying to me, but that seems to have dilapidated over the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, how I'm, old? Can I ask you how old you are, Matt? I'm uh, sixty-two, coming now in August. Okay, you're still a young fella. Yeah, but I'm 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 waiting on the major operation on my spine. Right, okay. So you, are you on right. disability at the moment, Matt? Yes. Yes, okay. I am. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And, so are you and finding it difficult to get in and out and everything else? Yeah, I can imagine. Well, uh, I have yeah. four flights of stairs to come up. Wow, right, right. Right. I've been uh, I've been awarded uh, a ground floor flat from... Uh, well, that would be ideal for you, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I was awarded that in uh, 2015. How long are you waiting for your operation, by the way? Uh, nine years. Jesus. Nine years this year, yeah. Nine years? Yes. So so you knew nine years ago this operation was recommended to you nine years ago? Well, yeah, I knew, I knew it was coming down the line. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm talking about how long you're actually waiting to for the surgery. is nine years. Nine years, neither, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nine, nine yeah, years. The HSC have a lot to answer for. Listen, Matt, I hope things work out. I hope you get your door sorted out. And, and and I hope you get your hole up there, your leaks and everything else sorted out. Sorry. There you go. I just thought I'd bring that to you there. Poor old Matt. Nine years! Waiting for surgery on his back. That's his quality of life for nine years. Down the drain. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.